Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of D&D RPG. Roll initiative. Hey, check it out. I've got two quick announcements for you before we jump into the episode. First off, if you aren't following us on Facebook, please jump over there and follow us on Facebook. It's in the description for the podcast at the LARP channel. We're currently doing a raffle competition for a free dice box and a free set of dice plus one bonus surprise throughout the month of November as a special way of saying thank you to all of our listeners. If you're not already there, jump over there, find the post, and follow the instructions. All you have to do is share that post and tag us on the social media Facebook to be entered in. And the more shares you put in, the more entries you get put in for the raffle. Second little announcement, we're currently looking for artists who can help us put together small comic book style depictions. Not highly detailed, more like the funnies you find in the newspaper. For some of the scenes in some of our past episodes, plus potentially a new cover photo for upcoming episodes. So if you're interested in that, once again, jump over to the Facebook page at, at the LARP channel and get us get in touch with us. Until then, enjoy the episode. You guys get about two hours into your trip up the, the spur and all of a sudden a sleet spray of freezing rain starts to pelt against the spider spire it doesn't hurt you guys but it does start to cause you to have to move at half speed because of how much it's how how dense it is and everything as that happens echoing sounds like memories start to fade in and out of everybody's mind. Well, I don't like that. Well, uh, you start to see visions of giant craftsmen. And if you would like, you are entitled to an intelligence history check. Okay. Uh, 11. 11, no. Like 5 and 7, so... Five or seven is a no. I'm assuming a 13 wouldn't make it. 13 is close. Well, so is this in regards to um, magical items, alchemical items, technological devices? No. Okay, then no. I wouldn't have 13. Right. So it'll be 11. Bolo got a 16. And so as you guys are all moving, he goes, Lads, I don't know what it is, but I get the feeling we need to take this way up this path. All right. Cool. We go. And as you guys start to go around, um, you start to round one of the walls on the spur, you come across a, a small bank of cloud that's 40 feet across and has drifted up against the side of the spur. Surprisingly, a 15-foot tower made out of cloud sits at the center. 
So you see this, this thing of cloud that has butted up against the side of the spur where your path is at, and a very distinctive shape of some sort of tower made completely out of cloud sets in the middle of it. Mercer walks over and like taps his foot on the cloud. It appears to be solid to you. He stands on it. Okay, Mercer is now standing on a cloud and it feels solid. But you do notice little bits of mist form around, so you you, you feel a little wet. Not like a humid day kind of thing. I think we need to investigate this. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's investigate. Or something. So the the tower is about 40 feet across. It's in the center, 20 feet away. No amount of time. In one round, like six seconds, bam, you're there at the door of the tower. And like I said, it's all made out of cloud, but it's very distinctively shaped. So, I mean, it's the exact same thing as if a wooden door, stone walls, or anything, but it's all made out of cloud. Yeah, solid. You guys go in? Yes. Of course. <sighs> you go in, and everything you're seeing on the inside still has the, the, the cloud material look to it, but I mean, you're seeing a set of stairs that spiral up, you see chairs and a table, and as you guys are all looking around, you are allowed a perception check. Oh. Well, that's not bad. 17 for Mercer. Oh, no. Well, that's forgotten that. Nat 20, Zabak isn't going to notice anything. For Celine. Okay, so the 15 and the 20 definitely did it. Mercer got 16, so. So Mercer sees him. So Zabak is just in complete awe and shock and amazement and confusion all blended together as she's just, wow, this is so weird. This is beautiful. And the other three, see at the top of the stairway coming down, is an air genasi who has not realized you're there, but he seems to have like some sort of weird book-looking thing and a drink and a staff attached to its back. As he just stops, looks Hail up. Hail friends, or friend. Looks up, kind of. What? Hello. Have, but. Hi. Who are you? I'm Mercer, who are you? I'm Mr. Rojaros. Good to meet ya. We, what are uh, ground dwellers doing in a cloud tower? Uh, we climbed a spire and we saw your place and didn't know it was occupied. So uh, we're like trespassing, but we're sorry. We didn't realize this is like your house. Um, but hi. Hi. Um, I think your tower floated down. Yeah, I think it like. Am I not in the over... Is the tower not in the overbright right now? Uh, no, man. You're, like, really close to terra firma. Okay. Yeah, your tower's connected to the mountain right now. Yeah, it's, like, on the mountain. Well, that would explain your curiosity to come check the place out. Okay. I apologize for that. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're great. A little wet, but otherwise fine. How's the weather outside right now? Oh, it's garbage, man. It's like sleeting. Okay, well, 
Uh, I don't usually have visitors, but, um... We got, like, bed rolls and stuff. Is it okay if we crash here for tonight? No, I wouldn't say for tonight. It's early morning at the moment. But oh. if you guys want to wait until the weather passes, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, that'd be super that'd duper. Be Is there anything we can, like, do for you, man? you're being real generous right now. Well, if you guys could promise me your discretion... Well, yeah. I would greatly appreciate that. I wouldn't even begin to know what to tell people that would, like, be believable. I don't even believe that I'm in a cloud right now. I have a very happy cat friend. Now, that being said, um, maybe there's something I could offer you guys as appreciation for your discretion of the tower. Sure. Yeah, man. Sure. I so mean, he floats. I tell Again, an air genasi. So he's floating down the stairway and everything, goes over to a small, what looked like a... Uh, Almost looked like a chair or a stool made out of cloud. Turns out to actually be a chest. He props it open just like a chest would. Reaches down, pulls out two red semi-transparent vials. Closes it and he goes... Is that crack? No. These are... No. These are elixirs. Ooh. Interesting. These, uh... If you're, you're poisoned or if you're sick or... Something of that nature. Uh, this will help you out. Oh. oh, those are pretty handy, man. Perfect. With how bad the weather can be out here and how hard I know it can be on the ground dwellers such as yourselves yeah, can deal with out there. Perhaps maybe these will be of use to you guys. Hey, Thank thanks, you. man. Mercer restashed those in your bag. He did. <laughs> Baller. Okay, so those are two elixirs of health. It'll cure any disease afflicting you, remove the blinded. Blinded, deafened, or that remove blindness, deafness, paralyzed, or poisoned conditions. It's a clear red liquid that has tiny little bubbles of light in it. So it's normal. A normal red healing potion is a heavier, dense red and doesn't have bubbles. That's how you can tell the difference. Okay. Well, much appreciated. So this is carbonated. Probably not. To a degree. Nice. Carbonated like a Red Bull, not carbonated like a LaCroix. Alright, so about another solid two hours go by and the weather clears up. Sweet. And he kind of looks, he sticks his head through the wall. Right to look outside and pulls his head back in and he goes, well, looks like the weather cleared up. You guys should be okay. Um, Thanks. Is there anything we can do for you? I, I already discretion. told you. Keep right. your discretion well, and not I mean, mention Aside from the obvious. Oh, I do have a Okay. Well, yeah, just, like I said, your discretion would Mom's be work, really man. appreciated. Yeah, man, I'm probably going to forget this ever happened in like, a couple of days, cause... yeah. Mercer bundles back up. I'll appreciate it again and uh, safe travels. 
I smoke a lot of skooma, man. Oh, gosh. This is not Skyrim. <laughs> Although some sort of tabletop RPG of Elder Scrolls would be freaking amazing. That'd be really <laughs> fucking cool, man. So you guys head back out. You make your way back across the cloud. Hit the ground. And about a minute after you guys have gotten back on solid ground, you see the cloud slowly depart Rip. from the, the side of the spur and drift upward. Wow, that was super cool. All right, so there was a hidden challenge inside of that as to how you guys would handle the interaction. You guys were able to do it peacefully, and so you were partially rewarded with the elixirs. All four characters also get an inspiration point. Sweet. Cool. And for the remainder, that was four. So, however many more hours you guys decide to climb for that day goes unimpeded. Until the sun is Except like... for the periodic moment of sleep spray that hits again. It comes and goes. Yeah. During that time, your guys' speed is slowed back down to half. Esther complains about it messing up her hair, even though she does not have hair. That happens. He's a back. Looks at Selene. Looks at Esther. Looks at Selene. Looks at Esther. Like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> out, of the, out of the four of us, only two of us have hair. <clears throat> it is more trouble than it's worth. Selena puts her hood up a little further, tightens it down, just keeps walking. <laughs> All right. Not say anything. There you go. Esther, if you'd like to trade cloaks, I'm happy to trade cloaks if you're like cold. But you know, you, you know you don't have hair, right? Well, yeah, man, but it's like messing up my uh, my, my, my spiky guys on my head. But those are like. Cartilage. They're not getting messed up. Oh, well, they're cold. Don't put your hood up, you fool. Okay, I'm gonna end that interaction because that's just weird talking to myself. Comedic <laughs> <laughs> effect achieved. Mercer was about ready to offer a firebolt to the head. <laughs> Smartass. So we're going to say you guys woke up and started out on this adventure at about 6 a.m. It's to be about 6 p.m. and you start to see the sun go down. Do we find like a little nook where we can tuck in? Uh, there was actually something about that in here. Roll the percentile die. Most of the areas have five foot, the pathways have five foot wide ledges in some places and the ledges become so narrow narrow that they can count as difficult terrain. We haven't encountered that yet. There are little alcoves, typically 10 feet wide, 30 feet deep, and up to 20 feet high, um, with narrow gaps in the stone to provide shelter against the weather. You do find that. We had it there for the evening. Um, and because you guys are wearing warm clothes, because you rolled well enough to find them, you are not affected by extreme cold conditions. Well, and on top of that, since it's rock, yeah, we we uh, we sit there fireball, 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 and we heat up the stone so it's cozy. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, man. Does Bolo have anything to contribute to that? Produces a device that creates one of the following effects at random. <clears throat> so Bolo looks over at Mercer and says, Lad, would you be willing to allow me to try a bit of an experiment of some sort that would affect you in some way? It's not going to do anything bad to you. He stares for, like, an awkwardly long time, and that says, sure. All right. Give me just a moment. He pulls one of the, that big wrench out, flips it over his hand, and you start to see almost images of energy and magic start to mm-hmm. flail off of it. And as he spins, the spray of oil comes out and just coats you. You are given advantage on the next dexterity saving throw you make within 10 minutes. Which is completely useless because you guys are getting ready to turn in for the night. (laughs) Bolo does have two days worth of trail rations. How many trail rations do each of your characters have? Uh... I, I keep forgetting, you guys also have that big thing of milk. Yeah, I uh, I uh, then reach into the bag afterwards and pull out a little slab of, you know, elk that's been, you know, preserved. Vacuum sealed? Yep. So, I'm like, and we'll have this for dinner tonight. And Bolo looks at you and goes, how much of that do you have? Oh, I probably got about another two or three days' worth. Might be wise to pull out whatever day's worth you're going to eat at the beginning of our day so the cold keeps it fresh for you to eat that night. It's fresh already. Just saying. Basically, uh, vacuum seal. Oh, you've got one of those backpack bag of holding things, don't you? Yes, I do, sir. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> But I made mine. So did you make yours? Well, yeah, I made my backpack. I made my wrench. You happen to be an artificer. You helped me build these bloody freaking wings and you just now put two and two together. No, you could have been an engineer. Yeah. I have all sorts of family members that are engineers. Yeah, man. Those who can't do teach are, in his case, engineer. Boom roasted. <laughs> Just saying. Was, yes, I'm an artificer. The yeah. means of which clockwork engineering and if I could I'd visit the realm of Mechanus, but I can't find it. Oh. And you guys Here. a second. <laughs> You two just continue into a conversation as everybody drifts off, and it's almost like you guys stop mid-sentence falling asleep. Probably. (laughs) (sighs) So for the evening... 
do this one. The last thing you guys do notice as you're falling asleep is that the uh, the sky clears up. The the freezing cold rain kind of drifts away. <clears throat> And you're hearing the sounds of the sea and the ocean and everything else just kind of meander on into the night as you guys fall asleep and wake up the next day. So the next morning you wake up. Anything in particular or is it just wake up, eat breakfast, pack it up and head out again? Basically. Alright. You guys get up. Eat, pack it up, We're ready to head back out, and it's time to roll again. Yep, that's a coin. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, so that and this. Ooh, these are fun. These are fun. They're always helpful. There's that. And oh, perfect. All right. You guys continue down the up the path, climbing up through the spur and everything. Clear skies, no issues. Uh, it's a cool breeze blowing. Obviously, it's cold, but it's not enough to be of a hindrance of any kind. And uh, you come to a spot where it's almost like it's a ravine that goes a little bit into the spur and then back out again. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like it was a hole that was dug in because there was no way to walk around. Mm -hmm. and as you guys get into there, who's going first in this line? So you're probably gonna push our meat shield first. So Zabak? Yep. Alright, so Zabak is in the front. Who's next? Well, who who uh, holds up the end? The rear. Uh Esther. Esther's at the uh, back. Where is uh I assume Celine's gonna be in the middle. Yeah. Is Mercer going to be behind the back or behind Celine? Uh, probably behind uh, And That's going to put Bolo right here between Celine and Esther. Alright, so the back gets to give me a perception check. Storm. 
Alright, so a seven's not enough to notice anything, but what you do notice is in this little cleft of, a, uh, of an area, what would essentially be like a cleft to an old cavern sort of opening, uh, the side of the spur, there's on the far end of the wall a skeleton of a bull-horned demon Ooh. sags on a paladin spear that pinned that pinned it there long ago. The uh, <clears throat> embedded into the wall as well is what appear, what would be a minotaur? Yeah, a minotaur skull Ooh. with two rubies in the eyes. Is this like that scene in Aladdin where Abu sees the mon- the golden monkey holding the giant ruby and he like can't resist and he goes and grabs it and everything goes to shit? No. Cool! Esther's like, oh, check it out, guys. Alright, so you guys decide what you're going to do while I get... I detect magic. You are picking up on a sense of necromancy. But it's like a natural necromancy, not something that was generated by a mage. So the gems themselves are not emanating magic? Correct. You are picking up on magic from the skeletal creature that was pinned down by a paladin spear. No, we can't touch the spear. Is that what I read? But, or javelin, or whatever it's lost. Yeah, the, the bullhorned demon. demon that sags on a paladin spear. But the rubies are free game, and so I'm gonna go work my way over there to collect. Okay. As you get closer, I will give you a perception check. Mercer works his way over to it. Twenty. As you get up to where this little pedestal is at. Actually, back you up to here, where the uh, Minotaur skull is, and as a point of origin, I'm going to set that right there. <clears throat> you start to notice that the pedestal is about as tall as Mercer is. There's a bunch of little holes in it. It's trapped. Is it holes on all sides? Yes. What did you say you rolled? Twenty. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's on all four, all three sides that you can get to. I'm going to investigate the trap. Or basically, I'm going to investigate to see if I can figure out how to disable it. how the trap tells you everything you need to know except uh, how to deactivate it. So you're rolling investigation? Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to be a 22. All right. So upon closer inspection, you realize this thing is triggered by certain pressure plates. And if a 
certain amount of pressure gets put on one of those plates, darts fly out. Uh, so that also tells you that it's a mechanical trap of some sort. And I tried to disable it. However, it doesn't require you to roll. It's just a matter of... It doesn't have any sort of skill check roll in here to overpower, to deactivate it. Okay. It just explains if a certain thing is done, you deactivate the trap or prevent the trap from going off. Well, would I have figured that out with that 22 investigation? Yeah. Well, kind of. Like I said, they're pressure plates. So, no, that's not. so basically, long story short, I can avoid the plates and still get up there. Correct. So all of these squares here are recognized as pressure plates. Putting any amount of pressure on those push it down, causes it to set off the trap. <laughs> I'm going to, actually, I'm gonna, uh, Zvek, come here. All right. She pops over. So I take a rope mm -hmm. and like I can essentially take it and do like a big old loop, right? Like a lasso? Not not a lasso, but if I take like both ends, so I have like 25 feet, mm -hmm. I can whip it. Oh, like try to take the rounded middle section of the rope mm -hmm. and throw that up from yeah, the two basically. ends of it? Uh, you've got more than enough rope, especially since it's 50 feet of rope, so yeah. Okay, so I sit there and I do that. Okay, so roll me an unarmed strike. 16 by itself. Yep, that's enough. So I tell Zebek to wrap it around her arms, pull tight. What do you last? What did you lasso the rope around? So see how you have like that little like loop behind, like like little like behind the it? circle right here. Yeah. That circle represents the Minotaur skull. Yeah, so behind it, I want to have her tug. Oh, trying to pull it off? I want to see if, if she tugs, does it move or does it hold? Okay, so I need a strength. I need a strength roll from the back. Because if it doesn't move, I got plans. Never seen that. Oh, that's not great. That's six. She doesn't have a very good grip on the rope, and it kind of slips, and she's like, ah, crap. Can she try it again? There's our consequence. Oh, I'm sorry, Squirt. I'm sorry. Turn my phone on her. I'm sorry, baby. Okay. So, 
Is an 18 hit Zabak? Haha, <laughs> nope. Is a 20 hit Mercer? Yeah. Mercer takes two points of piercing damage. Basically what happens is the back goes to pull on the skull, pulls too hard, and the skull itself flips down to right here. Hits oh, that crap. plate. Causes a dart to fly straight out and hit Mercer. Okay. You need to make a constitution saving throw. Is it magical? Nope. Well, 15 plus... That's enough. You take a, you take two points of piercing damage as a dart hits you. You don't take any poison damage from the dart. Okay, so then uh, I move around Zebek, and basically at this point, yep, where I'm kind of diagonally, so I'm not in the line of that podium at all. Okay. And I'm just like at this point, you've already pulled it down. Just drag it over here. All right. And just start walking. Does that. Basically, walk diagonally, like, back towards Celine, and I will follow behind you. Okay. okay, so as you drag the skull from here to here, mm-hmm. it sets off again. Oh, man. But we should be out of the way. Mm-mm. The way it reads, each dart makes a ranged attack at a random target within 10 feet of the pressure plate. Vision is irrelevant for this attack roll. If there are no targets in the area, the targets don't hit anything. Well, we're farther than 10 feet away. You are farther than 10 feet away. Okay. I shouldn't have been hit in the first place. Well. All right, I'll give you your two points back. Hey, man, I'll take I'll take everything I get. <laughs> so, yeah, we just drag the stupid thing over, and then I just I sit there. All right, so you pop those out. Now, as soon as that happens, you see this weird horned demon-looking creature stand up, push itself up off the spike that was holding it, and oh, stand shit. straight up. Uh, run away! I don't think we're prepared for this. I'm not sure how that worked, because that they're not magical, so it should not have triggered it. No, but you sensed necromancy on this thing. So, little out-of-game info. That thing was already awake. It was just waiting for the right moment to attack you. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man, screw that. Where did my... There it is. Well, there we go. Not portable. Yeah, give me just a second here. Let's set this over here. Don't set that By the way, we no longer have crystals. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Has it been another day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we slept, we ate the elk. That's right. I'm pretty did. sure I wasn't using their bonus anyway, so it's whatever. I was, because, man, both sides getting plus two each within for our saves. Mm-hmm. The one thing that didn't happen and would have been a major downside is if you guys had come across a enemy spellcaster, if he was within 20 feet of you, he'd have benefited from that bonus as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to roll for this big game. Of course. A freaking course. Had a 19 and then rolled to a 1. We'll take it. Alright, what is Mercer's? Uh, 18. Zabak? Zabak got a 7. Celine got a 13. And Esther? 18. Alright, what is Esther's dexterity? Thank you. 
Uh, each of you. Okay. Cool. So Esther will go first. Mercer will go second. Celine is third. Zabak is fourth. And following up on the tail end is this weird skeletal demonic looking creature thing. So Esther, you're up first. What are you going to do? She's going to... Mind you, you're still back here because none of these guys moved while these two were dealing with this thing. Squirt, I'm not going to get, get down. Stay in claws on me, dude. Okay, she's going to do... Oh, shit. I have distance spell. Okay, so she's going to use Earth Tremors on this thing. I've got distant spells, so I'm just going to move up 30 feet. Well, she's going to move up to right behind, next to the back. Or 30 feet. She can get one of these spots here. Okay, that one. Um, now, I'm going to cast Earth Tremors. Uh, make a deck save. The creature's got to make a deck save? The creature's got to make a deck save. 20. Okay, so that nothing... was a natural 20 because he doesn't have a dexterity bonus. Okay. So if the ground in that area is loose, loose earth or stone, it becomes difficult terrain until cleared. So he made the save. Does that mean the ground is fine? I think it means that it's... What's the spell called? Earth Tremors. And yes, it has a 10-foot range. However, I have my metamagic distant spell. So you made it 20 feet? No, it increases like a lot. Distant spell? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I thought yeah. it said double. Oh, maybe it did. Then I can't do distant spell. Okay. Yeah, because you're too far away. Yeah, uh, so I guess I'm going to just have to throw a magic missile at the boy. And I'm going to cast it at a level two. Because I want to Fuck him up. Alright, so 4d4. You could have done that all the way from back there. Fucking minimum damage, dude. Oh, no. Fifteen points of damage. He did not like that. Ha, get wrecked, man. He really did not like that. Alright. Um, so that was Esther's turn. Mercer. Uh, Mercer is going to move. Nope, Mercer's not going to move. At least not yet. He reaches in, grabs a vial of acid. Boop! Catapult. Mm-hmm. Nice. Digging your catapult spell, dude. Well, when you use it correctly. So, wisdom saving, or not wisdom, dexterity saving throw for me, please. Okay. What have you got on me, Squirt? You've got something sticky right here. A what saving throw? Dexterity. Seven. Nope. A squirt making a vivid point of staying right there on your lap. Excuse my buddy. 26 points of damage. Ow. Damn, dude. 
And then Mercer, please. Really? What? Freaking really? What, man? <laughs> 26 times 2 is 52. He's at 52, and I'm trying to figure out what 52 minus 26 is. 26. Blomp, blomp. Flip this freaking table. Alright. And then he runs away 25 feet. Back this way? Yeah, he backpedals. You coward. 25. Right back to his girlfriend. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of which, Celine. Uh, She's the hot. Double checking. Yes, she is. Uh, <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Well, that's canon now. Uh, yeah, that's just enough. Uh, yeah, uh, he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Eleven. No. Don't roll poop. Eight points of psychic damage, and he has to take his reaction to get the heck away from me. your dexterity modifier? would be 12. 12? Okay. And then three of that was poison. Okay. You must be immune to poison. The dart hits. You don't see anything that would indicate that the poison did anything to him. Ah, yes. Okay. It's also not looking very good at all. Okay. How long does that stay away from me aspect of just things. just that at that moment so he can come right back at us 
Okay. I mean, even if he does. So she's like right in front of Esther. Oh, so right here? Yeah, because she's like, you ain't going to get hit. All right. So yeah, since you guys have made such a good point of keeping him as far away as possible and mm -hmm. keeping your distance, there's no way he can get up to you. So uh, Esther, your turn again. All right, buddy. We're just going to throw a random magic missile at you and hope for the best. We're casting it first level, so. Don't roll minimum damage. Even if I do... You're still going to kill him. I'm still going to kill him. So, yeah. You cast a magic missile and just... And you see this half-dead, skeletal-looking, demonic creature just blow up and bone in every direction. It was eight points of damage. Did you roll all ones? I rolled two twos and a one. No, oh. you got a four. No, that one doesn't count. I only cast it first level. That one's just... It's three missiles, isn't it? Yeah, it's three. I oh. Sorry, these I didn't are the three. God, okay, okay, okay. My two purples and the black. Yeah, those are those are the ones. They're pretty on the same page now. No. All right. Now, as the bones all explode everywhere from the magic missile hitting, from inside where the skull was at, falls two scrolls Ooh. on the ground. Dibs. Esther wants them. Well, there's three people that can use them. The back has no interest. So, well, let's go figure out what they are. So we walk over, we review the scrolls. Mm -hmm. What are they? They are two scrolls of greater restoration. Oh, oh I don't need that. Selene will take those because cool. they are divine. Well, alright. But I got dibs on the next cool thing we find. Zebek's been getting all the cool stuff. Hmm? Zebek's been getting all the cool stuff. No, it should Esther. not just get a magical great axe. Esther. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, so far, out of everyone, Zebek's the one getting handed everything. Yeah, but Esther calls dibs on the next cool thing. Yeah, but it might not be beneficial to well, her at all. Yeah. Well, Mercer got two really nice rubies. Well, yeah. Mark those as a hundred gold. Wow. You still need to get them um, appraised, but that way, if you forget to ask or I forget to tell you, you'll know. And we can just say the next time you get a chance to, you get them appraised. Well, yeah, but he was playing those for party loot. Not just himself. Well, still, they're two gems. You, you still need to know what they're worth so you can... No, I know, I know. He does walk over to the lance or spear or whatever the heck's in the wall. Oh, the thing that had the skeletal creature pinned down? Mm -hmm. And sees if he can pull it out. Yeah, so when the skeletal creature pulled itself up, the spear came out of the ground, so it's just laying there on the ground. He grabs it and puts it in his bag. 
The paladin spear. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Collector of random and useless things. Mm. All right. So the rest of your day goes relatively unimpeded. Um. get close to almost another full 12 hour day but uh, just as you do Uh-oh. right I before the sun starts to set oh, we're going all out again aren't we okay so I got three things for you this time Jeez. clear skies oh, yay that's always a good thing Phenomena. Ooh, air blast. Everybody needs to give me strength saving throws. Just Google it. Mercer got a nine. Celine actually got a 17. Oh, shoot. What are we rolling? I'm sorry. Strength saving throws as a big blast of air hits you. (gasps) Ooh. Well, Zabak rolled a 19. I'm not adding modifiers because I'm sure she's good. Zabak is good. Yeah, Esther. Ooh, got a Oh, no. Um, yeah, she got a nine. Okay, Even so roll. Esther got a nine, and who else got a nine? No, uh, Mercer got a eight. Mercer got Oh, eight. no, no, he did get a nine. He did get a nine. You're right. Nine? Okay. So, you two... Alright, so you two get... Pushed off the spur. I need dexterity saving throws. Oh, fuck, man. Mm, yeah, I'm using my inspiration. Oh, shit. So am I. An 11. Oh, shit. No, no, sorry. Saving throw. Uh, 13. Mm, nine. Okay, so Mercer catches himself. Hanging off the side of the cliff. Um, Esther is now in free fall. Fuck, man. So you can give me either an, a strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics check in an attempt to halt your descent. Um, acrobatics. Oh, much better. Okay. That's going to be a 22. Catch a root after falling a few hundred feet. Or, wow, maybe not a few hundred. <sighs> I have Celine help me up. Alright, so you Esther fell 40 feet. She took four points of damage from the fall. Ow! And catches herself on a ledge. But she is now 40 feet down. So, I need a climbing check. How much damage did I take now? Four points. Four? You succeeded on the, the saving throw. Guys, I'm okay. I, I, I scraped my knee, but I'm okay. Can, can you lower a rope? 
Once I get pulled up. Zabak yanks you up by your collar. Alright, so I'm gonna need once again, uh well, a straight climbing. So strength um athletics check. Well with the rope, Zabek should be able to assist, would she not? If she just yeah, hangs on to the rope, if she just actually just ties the rope around her waist, mm-hmm. Zabek probably has enough muscle just to slowly pull her up. Yeah. Uh, between the weather conditions and everything, because of how much farther down she is and the wind blowing and the side of the rock, it's better for her to try to do a climb check than for Zabak to try to just free fall pull her up no, because there's a higher risk that Zabak gets pulled over the edge too. Alright. So Zabak Can't... needs to roll roll a D twenty for Zabak. Just to... Yeah. Make sure oh, you tie shit. the rope around your waist in case yeah, you Esther fall. Yeah, Esther ties it around her waist. Zabak only rolled a nine. Okay, then Esther needs to just make a straight athletics check to climb back up the edge. Okay, and that was an 18. Okay, she can move her full speed climbing back up. Okay, and her full speed is 30, so she's almost to the top. So she's 10 feet away. Zabak can a- attempt to give her another assist. Uh, okay. Why There's going to be a 16. D, why are you rolling 2d20 for an assist? Because I'm rolling Zabak and then Esther. Because okay. I know they're going to go right, one right after the other. Please stop doing that. <laughs> what is Zabak? 16. Yeah. Zabak got a 16? Yes. Okay, so roll for Esther's climbing check at advantage. Oh, at advantage? That's why I don't want you doing that. Hmm. That's much better. That's a 20 total. 20? Okay. She's successfully able to climb back up onto the edge. And as soon as she does, Bolo gets her pulled over up against the side of the thing. Looks her over real quick. Ah, my knee, man. You're going to be all right. Yeah, but that was, like, really scary. Yeah, you really need to be careful. I was being careful, man. That gust of wind blew right over Mercer's tiny ass and pulled me over. Mercer kicks you in the shin. Asshole! And walks off. I'm gonna yeet you off this cliff, you little shit. Take you with me. (laughs) Fucking walking blueberry. Kicks you again. Ah! (laughs) Polo gets between two of you. Alright, the both of you stop it. There's an alcove about 15 feet up ahead. Let's turn in while He's it's... such a nasty little man. Come on, let's go. Come on, children. That's He's enough. Easy. You're alive and that's all that matters. Mercer's already like halfway there because remember he said I, I kicked her and ran away. Yeah, because you can't stand up if we're in a real fight. I bet you he could. Uh, I bet you he could. Uh, <laughs> do we need to get the dick dice out? Measure who's this bigger. Oh, Jesus. What is this? Even though Esther's 16. Okay, hold on. Whatever. Before you guys start doing this, explain this to me again. What is this? It's, it's the whole D, D12 for length, D4 for girth. Oh, gosh. Just okay. to see who's bigger. Okay, wait, Okay, which one's my D12? 10 inches long, oh. 1 inch girth. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a third of his. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I don't want to play. He's about a quarter inch of dragging his transmission across the ground. <laughs> He does. He pulls it down. How you like me now? Oh my god! I didn't want to see that. What is that? Why does it look like that? 
<laughs> why is oh it? My God. Why is it so scary? It looks uh, like a slim jam. Damn it, James! Bolo's supposed to be the one with the wrench, not you. <laughs> it looks more like a screwdriver. <laughs> wrench in the game. Yeah. Hey, she started. <laughs> Man, Esther. <laughs> I was not expecting. Mercer, Mercer just happens to have, just just finishes it though. I uh, oh, Esther shudders. Oh man, if I had one, it'd be normal at least. Gosh. All right. So you guys get into the second alcove, and inside you notice something kind of interesting. Not necessarily bad, but... Oh my god, I've already learned those crystals so much. I look like your ding dong. <laughs> Speaking of crystals, you get into the alcove, and there's a... There's a bluish colored crystal in the... <laughs> and a couple Herkimer, blue Herkimer diamonds at the base. No. <laughs> <laughs> you already grabbed those out of the skull, remember? <laughs> but how did we get them out? <laughs> okay, so don't die, please. But you see this. But I'm a millennial. number of interactions I've had like that that drive me crazy. Anyway, anyway. it's about, a, just like the arcane crystals you guys had found on the Blazing Isles, except it's blue. Mm -hmm. It's emanating its own magic. Ooh. Um, and once again, it's a naturally formed crystal shard that has formed into the side of this, into the side of the wall in this alcove, gone three Whoa. feet long. Mercer! And it's obviously emanating magic. Yeah, we're gonna try to collect it. Mercer, buddy, you're you're bigger. You win. Uh, let's get this crystal out of the wall, huh? He walks over. Try like, to get it out. It's like cracked, All Esther. Right, so, once again, athletics, strength. Am I? Can I assist? Yeah, like, one person can provide assistance, but you got to roll a d20 and at least a d10 or higher. Okay, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Well, I guess. Oh. That doesn't help. Roll at advantage because if you get a natural 20. She blocks your light. That's better for you. Well, she didn't give me advantage. Oh, you didn't? Mm -hmm. So, and, straight roll. And how, what did you roll? Uh, the, you said dexterity? Uh huh. Mm, that's going to be a 19. Hell yeah. No, I. Uh, athletics, strength. Oh, strength? Uh, 17. 17? And that was for the first check? Mm -hmm. What was the 16 then? 16 was my roll, so plus the one makes it a 17. Oh, okay, okay. So you kind of get to jiggling it and moving it around a little bit, and you get the top portion of it loose. Esther's like, well, careful, careful, man, careful. I need one more roll. She's not, Esther wants to try to she's, assist. She's trying to assist, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, it's a 14, my guy. Oh, so at advantage. That's an eight. An eight? 
Mm-hmm. Add advantage? Add a three and a seven. I mm-hmm. only get a plus one for athletics. Oh, so you go to pull it out and you start to hear a slight crackling sound. Oh, no, 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 no. Stop, man, stop. Uh, dexterity saving throw. Uh, nope. Oh, shit. That's going to be an eight. Oh, no. The crack that starts to form... Um, doesn't completely break it or anything. It's just a very mild crack, but you take four points of cold damage. Oof. Chilling. Go ahead and try again with the uh, athletics check if you want. No advantage. Uh, 12. 12? Hell yeah. That is enough. You are able to just slightly twist it and get it to slide the bottom half out. So it's actually just over three feet long. I walk over to Esther. Here you go. This was the next magic item. Sweet! She <gasps> takes it carefully in both hands, staring lovingly at it. Are you trying to study it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you guys are in the alcove turning in for the night, so I figured you were going to try to study it. What are you rolling for? Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's right. I just need to spend an hour yep. gazing upon it. You take an hour. You okay. study it. And you are picking up on it emanating some form of enchantment magic. Hey, 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 uh, Mercer, my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm picking up some enchantment off of this thing. Uh, can I get a, uh, another set of eyes on this? Sure. So, with his help, do I figure out anything else about it? Um. Like, is it, uh, what's that going to do? Is that just going to give us a bonus again? 19 on Arcana. Unlike the last Arcane Crystal, where if you cast magic, it caused bonuses and random effects, this one seems to be something that's beneficial to the touch. Hey, Celine, you got got any other insight on this? I know Zabak doesn't know shit about magic. Hey, now, I know enough to know that I don't want to mess with it. See? Smart. She taps her temple with a large clawed finger like, Oh, I'm wise, you see. I mean, Selene's not going to be able to give any other real insight on it. Alright, so, okay, DM just... What the fuck, man? So Bolo comes over. Kind of looks up and down real quick and he goes, Oh, yeah, I forgot you were here, man. Sorry. Thanks a lot. I, you know. Well, same constellation, he didn't help in any of the fight. Yeah, the man. Traps. He's just fucking. Mercer kind of gives him the stink eye. Sleeping on us. You killed it before I had the chance to do anything. I was at the back of the line. Well, fair. Okay. And two of you didn't freaking move out of the way. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. 150 feet away, and you expected me to be able to do something while you're blocking me? Hello? What's up? Sorry, man. But anyway, looking at this, has anybody got like a dagger or a uh, sword or anything? Zach says, Zach, you know, you know, does like jazz hands. I've got my clothes. You want me to... Can you actually attack somebody using your clothes? Can you punch somebody in the mouth if they smart talk you? Of course I can scratch a crystal. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like an actual weapon. Oh. Hands him a crossbow bolt. Eh? No, he needs a melee weapon. Oh. Like your battle axe or your spear. Yeah. Hands him the basic battle axe, not the, not, not, not the nice one. 
Not my bladed ore. Just my cheap basic battle axe that I bought off. Actually, no, it just says weapons. So it could be a ranged weapon. Okay, so she hands him a crossbow bolt. Eh? He looks at the bolt and goes, I wonder. Touches the bolt to the crystal, and immediately you see little blue veins form across the bolt. Oh, well, that's cool. I don't see anything that would indicate it to be permanent, but I get the feeling that there's a temporary amount of enchantment. You said that when it didn't it like hurt you mm -hmm. when you cracked? Yes. So if I had to take a guess, I'd say it temporarily enchants weapons to do cold damage. Yeah. That's my theory. Oh, that's really cool. That's like really cool. <gasps> Pulls out her weight bar. Looks at the weight bar. Looks at the crystal. I got plans, you guys. Mercer just kind of like throws his hands up in the air. And ah! starts heating, up, heating up rock for the night. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, so out of game. Yeah. Any melee weapon that touches the crystal mm -hmm. uh, does an additional 1d6 cold damage for 24 hours. Nice. How just long does the crystal last? Three days. Shit, okay. So Esther touches the crystal to her weight bar and how much does it do you said an extra 1d6 cold so heated up rock at dinner now a temporary enchanted cold crystal and is anybody doing anything else mm, no I don't I mean there's nothing else really to do other than prepare for the night all right. So, you guys have a uh, nice little night of sleeping, and you wake up hey, next nice morning, one. same thing all over again. Yep. Get up, eat, pack it up, and. Head on out. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's time to roll again on our lovely little table here. listeners this is another one of those things where multiple tables are involved and during the travel time I roll on these tables to determine what these encounters are that's why I'm kind of quiet and you're hearing a lot of dice rolling 
Ooh, you guys are gonna enjoy this. You guys are going to absolutely love this one. <clears throat> ah, so you guys take off the next morning, and you you're getting. I took two. I'm gonna bring a bag of Swedish fish for me and Joseph next time. You guys get about three hours climbing up again. Um, weather is once again clear skies, no big problems. Um, and you find another alcove. But this time the path for like 10 feet widens out to 10 feet and it's almost like a right angle where an alcove is at, mm -hmm. going straight instead of off to the side. And then the path goes around it. This alcove seems to be much larger. It. Well, first question is, do you guys do you guys choose to explore it? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You guys discover an enormous chamber in the wall of the spur. It's a massive stone door broken open by erosion and time. The door opens up into a 100-foot by 45-foot mausoleum of polished stone with a bolted ceiling that's 50 feet high. Images of cloud giants dancing, performing, riding dragons adorn the walls of the chamber, while the real wall depicts the entirety of giant's spur rising from the sea, passing through the clouds and reaching the stars of the astral plane. Studying the mural grants anyone advantage on a religion check they make in regards to the giant's spur. So if you guys decide to study it. Yeah. So go ahead and do that first. Okay. Mercer. Hmm. And what do I need to roll for? Was it like Arcana? It was religion. No, it, no, 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 no. Well, Esther's a heathen, apparently. Um, it's it's just a matter of studying. No, it says studying the mural grants a character advantage on oh. all religion checks they make in regards to the oh, giant's mm -hmm. spur. So you just spend time studying it, and then you're granted oh. advantage on on the wisdom check. So that that's something you're off. You're allowed to do. You're offered the opportunity. I've been saved by the mural. Our Lord and Savior, random mural in a cave. <laughs> Oh no. Excuse me. Bruh. Uh, so who's all studying the murals? <laughs> <laughs> who's studying? Esther. Mercer, Celine. Mercer, Celine, and Esther. Mm -hmm. So Zabak has no interest. She's just kind of looking around being Yeah, alert. And in doing so, she notices that the central of central in the chamber is an immense marble tomb that's thirty feet long and fifteen feet wide. Wow. She approaches very carefully. Alright. Hey guys, check out this tomb. It looks somewhat more decorated than you would expect a tomb to be. She is suspicious. What does she see when she gets up to it? Uh, use it, well, like I said, it's marble. The lid, which looks like a standard sarcophagus-style lid that slides off the top, shows depictions of um, of a group of people bringing what looks like an arrow 
they're holding something that's it's a line and it's got an, like an actual angle it, it looks like a, a cave drawing of an arrow okay. but it's lined with gold and it looks like they're presenting it to somebody sitting in a chair that now it doesn't look like ancient Egyptian style carvings but think like a crisscross mix between Nordic and uh, Native like, American. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Now, is there like a lid? Yeah, the lid is what you were looking at and you saw these depictions. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Goes back to the group. Hey guys, come here, check this out. What is it? This is tomb. It's got a weird picture on it. A what? Some people presenting a shiny arrow to a big boy. Okay. Could have treasure inside. Could also be trapped and kill us all. It's up to you what you want to do. We can go look at it. I think we should open it. Huh? It's all you. Bolo's kind of looking around going... That sounds like a good idea. You're the muscle. All right, Molo. You're using your engineering expertise, Mr. Artificer. It's a tomb. You slide the lid off. What's the easiest way to open it without straining myself? Bend the knees and lift. You gnomes are all alike. I'm a dwarf, you moron. He's the gnome. Eh, all you people under five feet tall are the same. Go kick her in the shins. I will just... Don't kick you in the shins. <laughs> I will destroy you! He kicks you in the shins She picks off. Mercer up and yeets him across the cave. Yeet! That's a 20 on my dexterity... Or on my, on my athletics to dodge as I kick her and run well, away. Well, he rolled a 20 and she grabs for him but misses and just shakes her fist at him. Well, I suppose he's happy. A kicking gnome so is bold. a happy gnome. So, just as a heads up, as a reminder, this thing is 30 feet long and 15 feet wide. Zip yeah, back. that's why she was asking Bolo for well, assistance. I mean, in... Common sense, just looking at it, mm-hmm. you know Zabak and Bolo aren't going to be able to pick this thing up by themselves. Well, yeah, that's why she was asking. I don't come and like, set up some pulleys or something. Are there any... like? Give me a fulcrum the... and I can move no, the world. Just looking at it, you can tell it takes at least four people. So... Obviously, Mercer's not going to be able to do anything, but if Celine Celine has the worst strength than Mercer. Uh, what if uh, Mercer provided assistance? Mm. Mercer has a plus one. Celine has a negative one. Oh, so if Celine just... provides Mercer with assistance. <laughs> um, <laughs> what if we just blast the lid off? Well, I mean, she did get a 19, so... Let's just destroy so it. Let's uh, just blast it open. Well, Mercer, Mercer on uh, on a strength would get fifteen. So try try muscling it. Right, the back gets in there to heave hole, and that's not the die for the back. Ooh. There you go. All right. I uh, also want to roll for Esther because she'll need to oh, help right. too. Oh, maybe she'll. Okay, so the back gets a twenty-one. What did Esther get? Esther, 11. Okay, so the 11 doesn't make it. The 21 makes it. Bolo got a 14, which makes it. Mercer got a 15. So 
so that makes it. So out of the five of you, four people succeeded. So you guys all successfully working on this thing, get the lid to crack open and one end of it to slide. As soon as that happens... That's still bring your torch over. Hang on. Just as soon as it opens, this weird vibe of energy waves out. Oh, no. With the center portion being the point of origin. Close Everybody it, needs it. to make a DC or not a, a con saving throw. Oh shit! Oh no! Mercer, nope. Celine, maybe. Fourteen and ten. Celine got a. The fourteen makes it. The ten fails. <clears throat> Thirteen. Thirteen fails. Bolo fails. Oh. Well, so far as the back okay, so, is fine. So Bolo failed, Esther failed. Mercer and Sleepo fail. The back okay. is the only one that doesn't so, fail. I'm, okay, so because I keep forgetting who rolled what, I'll do Bolo first. Um, I'm going to say evens for Bolo, between evens and odds. It's a seven, so odds. Bolo is shrunk down from a medium-sized creature to a small creature. Ah! <laughs> Mercer, evens or odds? Is that permanent? Evens. Seventy-eight. Mercer is uh, grown from a small creature to a medium-sized creature. The fuck? Celine. What's over at uh, Zebek? <laughs> Esther. Esther stares at him in horror. Right. Yeah, well, their clothes don't fit right. Won't be too what? excited. What, Celine? Uh, odds. It's a one. Celine goes from a medium-sized creature to a large-sized creature. Oh, dude. And uh, you said the back was fine, but Esther failed. Mm, odds. Ninety-eight. Esther shrinks from a medium-sized creature to a small-sized creature. Mercer oh. looks down on her. Esther stares up at him in horror. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Kicks him in the shins and runs away. <laughs> How do you like it, asshole? <laughs> what Mercer didn't tell you is he invented shin guards, so it didn't even affect him. Oh, baloney. You guys didn't even know this was going to happen. Right. Yeah, kick, run. How do you like it? I don't. Welcome to my world. Flips in the bird. So everybody that was so Zabak was the only one who wasn't affected, so she's entitled to a perception check. Oh, that's not good. She perceives everything with a nineteen. Plus so while whatever. everybody else is trying to figure out what in the heck just happened, Zabak sees a half bandaged wrapped decaying hand reach up out of No! Shut the lid! Shut the lid! Shut the lid! She begins pushing it closed again. H oh my god! She grabs Esther before she can get far and says, Help me! And uh eighteen and nineteen plus whatever. Okay. To push well, it closed again. It rolled a twenty-three because I oh, rolled a twenty. Shit. It grabs the lid oh, shit. and the side of the coffin and no, 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 no. And you see a mummy sit up out of it. Oh, Hanging shit. from its neck is a gold necklace with a long golden arrow. 
Well, I want that. Initiative. So, are my, sta- are my stats affected by becoming no, a small just the si- okay. just the size changes. So, okay, and so... everything that is being carried and worn is affected the same way. Man, I was fucking doodling stuff. Okay, so what, no, just hang on, hang on. Don't go making changes. It's a temporary effect. Oh, thank you. Because Esther's like seven foot four. She's like fucking tall, man. She now got, you're like three foot something. Yeah, now she's three four. That's fucking. This is ridiculous. She's not. She's not happy. <laughs> well, I thought it would be hilarious if uh, Esther got affected by the large half of it instead of the reduced half of it, because she'd be like the largest large you can get before becoming. Giant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. She's pretty cranky right now. So, uh, All right, let's pull this guy out. All right, I did my initiative already. I know when you're ready for my numbers. All right, give me just a minute here. All right, Esther. Esther, 14. Is it back? Is it back is five. Mercer. 11. <clears throat> Celine. 3. Alright, so this thing's gonna go before all of you. Oh shit. Uh, Esther will go second. Mercer is going to go third. Bolo will go fourth. Zabak is fifth. And Celine is dead last. Dead last. So it. I don't like this. Like this at all. Oh, well, yeah, you know what? We're in the middle of combat, so we're gonna actually draw this out. So I don't know what the heck you're doing and where you're at. I don't suppose you have a mummy miniature anywhere. Can you reach behind and grab my bowl from behind you? That wooden bowl right there? I know I have a mummy in there somewhere. Magic missile at level five has how many bolts? Six? Seven. Seven. Okay. You start off at three, and then every level you go up adds one. Oh, here's your mummy. Oh, perfect. Just go ahead and put that back. <laughs> ah, bam. Alright, so it said that this room was 100 feet. And we're right up on him, so still I want to make sure the size of the room is accurate so you guys know how much movement space you have. Uh, fair. 30 right here was the doorway. The uh, 30 feet long by 15 feet wide. Damn. He a big boy. What size creature is he? Uh, medium. What? Okay. 
big tomb little person. Which kind of gives you an idea of how big of a deal this guy was. Yes. Okay, so we had Zabak on one, one corner, Bolo on a corner, Esther on a corner, and Mercer and Celine. Well, if we were all push, if we were pushing from one side to open it, wouldn't we all be on one side? Not necessarily. You guys were trying to just lift it and slide it. Oh. And because only one person failed the roll, one end of it got slid, while the other side didn't, and okay. then the rest of it got pushed open, almost to the point where it falls down. All right. Because of the mummy. All right. So mummy is first. Mummy no. Mummy why? Alright. Oh, fuck me. I swear to god, if I have to roll a new character at the end of the night, I'm gonna be a little peeved. Because Esther's kind of grown on me. Uh-huh. Zabak! I mean, I guess I can take her lead Zabak, but. Um, James, give me evens or odds? Odds. Hey, babe. 98. So. End up being Mercer. Shit. If you if I had rolled correctly and it was odds, I would have let you pick what. If Zabak dies, can I just recycle her character sheet? I already said no recycling. Come on, man. But it won't be the same person. I just want to re. I just want to be lazy and not re- have to re-roll stats. Nope. Man. Character dies. You got to rewrite the character. That's that being said, bad. that'll be something you do when we're not playing. Cause... Oh yeah. I don't know time, but okay. Well, we, we can set aside time. That's assuming a character dies. Alright, yeah. so Mercer needs to give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh yeah, Esther ran away after she kicked Mercer, so she's like not there. She's like 10 feet away from the crypt or whatever. That magic? Oh no, no, this is a back grabber, so never mind, put her back. Sorry, I forgot. Is this magic? It's, uh, it's in a creature ability, so yeah, I would say it's a magic. And I have an advantage. Which did me no good, so uh, what happens to me? How much did you fit? What did you roll exactly? Hmm. So wisdom saving throw, I got a four. Alright, you are frightened until the end of your next turn, or until the end of the mummy's next turn, and paralyzed for the same duration. Oh shit. And that'd be Mercer. And then it moves. 5, 10, 15, and attempts to hit the back. The, um... You need to get 19. So 23 will hit you then. Oh, fuck, yeah. I should say so. points necrotic damage. Oh my god, how much? 13. Total, what's my total? Total damage? Uh, 
13 plus 7, so 20 points. Fuck, man, that gives me four hit points. What the hell? And then you <clears throat> make a constitution saving throw. Are you kidding me? It fucking kills a back. Oh, you said uh, you weren't worried about her. Well, fucking bullshit, man. I, I kind of like her. Uh, it's a six. No, you are cursed with mummy rot. That's bad. Bruh. You can't regain hit points. Bruh. Your hit point maximum total decreases. Bruh. Permanently? Bolo better have some magic up there for you. Your hit point maximum is going to decrease by six. Nine points what? every 24 oh. hours. What? No. Write that down and make a note of that. Are you... Ugh. Man, that's some shit. That was a bad idea. Better be something I Okay. So she's going to be dead in a day. Great. Okay. Thanks. And that's its turn, so it's Esther's turn. Oh, Esther's mad. Looks, stares at its dead eyes, or what used to be its eyes, and rips a star off of her cloak. <laughs> She's fucking mad now. Alright, man. I'm tangled with the wrong turtle. So... points of damage as seven bolts slam into the mummy. 28? Mm-hmm. He... That was magic missile, right? Yeah. Okay. Fucking... <laughs> he didn't like that. He did not like that. He shouldn't die! And Esther runs off 20 feet. Because she's... Way? Uh... Maximum is 20 because she's small now, right? No, your speed's not affected. Oh, really? So 30 feet, uh, run away. Literally, it's just your size that's affected. Just towards you. Straight 20. Yeah, just 15, 20, 25, 30. Excuse me. Man, you you really know how to piss me off. Me? Yeah. What? Fucking mummy rot? What the hell, man? Shit. Don't make me roll in the character. Alright. So that was. Those are reminders. Oh, well, yeah. Alright, so I that was Esther's it. turn. So, Mercer's turn. He's paralyzed. I know what I got, babe. Um, that brings it up to Bolo's turn. And Bolo immediately. Perfect. Bolo goes 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 
comes over, pulls his wrench out, spins it real quick, and touches it to uh, the back. And she's immediately affected by flight. She gains a flying speed of 10 feet for 10 minutes. Oh, cool. As a reaction, can she just kind of jump up in the air away from the mummy? Not as a reaction. But, um... He looks at Jingo's. He looks at the back and uh, says, Get your sorry arse away from this thing before you fall down and die. Ah, no shit. <laughs> Fighting with a small package of Swedish fish. And uh, he immediately takes a defensive stance with the wrench out facing the mummy. Uh, and now it's Zabak's turn. Uh, okay, so... I'm gonna... What... So she can fly 10 feet as well as run? Like, walk 30? Do you just remember something? Yep. You fucker. Okay. She can fly 10 feet around for 10 minutes. So, could she run away 30 feet and fly 10 feet up in the air? Mm, No. Excuse me. Okay, so she's gonna run away... 20 feet and fly up 10. Okay. Um, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm trying to think. There's something very specific you can do to really, really help yourself right now, and I'm, I'm trying not to tell you how to play your character. All I can say is any player can do it. Oh, yeah, disengage. There you go. Okay, so you disengage. So otherwise, he's getting an attack of opportunity. Right, because I'm like, man, I'm just running away. I don't know what So you else. disengage. You said you go... 20 out and 10 up. 5, 10, 15, 20, and 10 up. Mm-hmm. All right. Remember, you're 10 feet up in the air then. Right. Okay, so she gets away. And it is now Celine's turn. Well, the first question is for you. The scrolls. Are they lesser restoration or greater restoration? There is no restoration. From the greater restoration. Oh, thank God. Okay. I think maybe I won't die. Good thing we searched in every cave along the way. So Celine is going to dash 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and get right behind Zebek and be Zabek like, Zebek is currently flying to Correct. Yeah, so she's get your butt down here. Ah. So she runs over here to right behind yes. Zebek. All right. Is Greater Restoration able to remove a curse? Yes, it can. It can. Yes. Uh, you imbue a creature a touch with positive energy and to, to undo a a debilitating effect. You can reduce the target's exhaustion level by one, or you can end one of the following effects. Effect that charmed or petrified a target. One curse, including target's attunement to a cursed magical item. Any reduction to the target's ability scores, or one's one effect reducing the target's hit point maximum. So, <laughs> mummy curse. Bye-bye. Alright. So that was Celine's turn. Top of the line, we come back around to the mummy. He 
anybody's curious, Zabak has four hit points. <clears throat> he is going to... Attack Bolo, because hmm. Bolo's right there. Well, first he sees Esther, and Esther needs to... Oh, shit. Do give me a wisdom saving throw. All right, you get the you get the feeling that he tried to do some sort of effect on you, and it but I'm ready for him. And it didn't affect you, so now ha! you feel. Um, basically, you become immune to his his dreadful glare for yeah. twenty four hours. She does that whole you know two fingers to her eyes, two fingers at him. You know that. <clears throat> I know what you're about. And he uses ten feet. To get out of the coffin and go up to Bolo. Oh shit. Attempts to hit Bolo. No, not Bolo. And because Bolo is of an unusual size that he normally isn't, the mummy swings out what would have been Bolo's head, but is actually just the air. Oh crap. And that's the mummy's turn, so Esther. Still 30 feet away, right? 10, 15, 20, 30. Yes. Is it metagaming to ask what the mummy's movement speed is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's going to back up 10 feet, hopefully, hoping that his movement speed is only 30. Then go one more, make it 15. Um. Oh, and Mercer's uh, not paralyzed anymore. Mm-hmm. He's gonna pull another star off. He's just waiting for his turn. <laughs> I get a feeling I already know what he's gonna do. If he survives this, because she's casting Magic Missile at level 5 again, <clears throat> she's gonna wreck this dude. Excuse me. How dare you kill my sweet Babu! My best friends are back. Still up, but he ain't looking good. Is that the end of her That's turn? That's the end of Esther's turn, man. All right, Mercer. Grabs a vial of acid. Fuck him up. Boom. Catapult. Mm-hmm. Man, you gonna hit Bolo with hit that? Hit or miss? What's the? Min damage. Roll, roll the damage first. Minimum damage. This five. Okay, so either way you kill him. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't just shoot him with a fireball. Nope, because he was mad. <laughs> he, he basically right the back of the shoulders to make sure he gets some of his head and just... Stupid mummy. This was worth it. No more wire hangers. So it needs to make it safe. Well... Because it, it can... It, Basically, if it, if it makes its dexterity saving throw, it gets out of the way. The mummy does? Mm-hmm. 
And the vial of acid also. comes dangerously close to hitting Selene! It'll hit the wall. Yeah, dangerously. Wait, wait, wait. If he makes the saving throw, the hit misses completely? Basically, he, he has the opportunity to, yeah. Oh, fuck. What is it, a dexterity saving throw? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a one. Ah! Yeah. So, so it makes him feel better now. So the acid hits, the whole effect of the spell hits, and there's just this explosion of dust. Ooh, that was a good one, too. Nice. 15. Esther runs over. 26 points back. of damage. Shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a big explosion of dust that just... Did you see... What about the necklace? The gold chain necklace with the arrow on it is still sitting there. You also see a cuff link that was on its wrist but covered up with bandages that's now sitting there. Cuff or a cuff well, link? Well, first, the first thing... A bracelet. A cuff. Okay. First thing that happens is uh, Celine yells at Zebek to get her turtle shell back yeah. down here. Zebeklands. Oh, God. Ugh. Removes the mummy rot. Ah. And then she realizes... Duh! Walks over to Mercer. Be healed. He's no longer blue. <laughs> you know how hard it's been not to say this whole time. Man. Man. Esther was going to paint herself blue and go as you for Halloween. Walk around on her knees and everything. Look how short and blue I am. Make me, me. I like to blow things up. <laughs> I'm angry because I'm short. A horrible use of a greater restoration scroll, but it's worth it. <laughs> Hashtag worth it. He is no longer blue. Still angry. The last thing that you see fall to the ground after he explodes is a leather belt that has a ring Cock attached piece. to it with two keys. Well, we take first and foremost, gather them all up, detect magic. The arrow is magical. The cuff? I am that. And neither is the belt or the keys. But you're also picking up on magic coming out of the coffin. Okay. I better not Crawl up in there. <laughs> How long in do the effects corner, of the weird side thing And in this corner are stone um, chests. Mm-hmm. And the key, you see a little keyhole on each of them. Hey. Grabs the belt ring. How long, how long is our uh, incorrect sizing going to last? <clears throat> 12 hours. And he grabs two keys and then goes and unlocks the chest. All right. <clears throat> the first chest has three sapphires in it. Ooh, As pretty. well as 100 gold coins. Sweet. Polo doesn't need to know about the gold, man. Oh wait, there's five of us. We he can... assisted. We can each get twenty. He 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 took one for the team. Yeah, he did. And got in the way for Zebek. He gets yep. paid. Yep, 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 yep. Um. Because I was thinking, I don't want to do the math. I'm dividing that up neatly. And then the other container. You turn, when you turn the key on that one and the lid pops open... It's a mimic! Run away! No, the uh, the lid pops open and, like, air seems to get sucked in, like the it's fuck? pressure sealed. And inside, you no, realize no, the chest hard. is actually deeper than the sarcophagus. And you see a very familiar crystal in there. 
Paul. Reach in and grab it. You find a red arcane crystal. Nice. Can I take the chest with us? No, the chest is stone and embedded into the... Uh, yeah, it's like... time to look at the uh, arcane crystal, the red one, to discern what it does. Uh, exact same thing as the uh, arcane crystals you found on the Blazing Isles. Okay. It was in a vacuum seal, so it wasn't diminishing. Nice. So it was like in a, a weird stasis. sort of stasis. Oh, so you're telling me I... Whoop, how many days does it have on it? Ten days. Do you have ten days until I decide to use it? Because it's in his bag of holding! It's in another dimension. Does that dimension have air? No, because we know people can't survive. Wait, we're going into a big bad boss fight? Hold on. Ah! Oh, we're done? No, 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 no. The chest itself provided magical stasis. Different from your bag of holding. That's... Yeah, and breaking the seal, no matter how fast you were, it was going to trigger the decay. Sorry, man. Okay, ten days. Got it. I need a shop. Like I'm in a desperate need for a shop. Mm-hmm. Esther hugs to the back. I was so worried you were gonna die, man. How are you feeling? You okay? She's then. Then after that. And then she runs over to Celine and hugs her tight. Thank you so much for saving my friend. And then she walks over to Zebek. Pushes Esther off, like, stop touching me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I forget. Not everybody's, like, touchy-feely. Did we say Bolo shrunk or... Rogue? I think he shrank. He shrank. Yeah, that's right. He's a small yeah. creature now. So is the, uh, not the back, the uh, Esther. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, she's gonna do this. She reaches out with the staff, bonks, uh, on the shell. Thirteen. If you hit twenty, then she's fully healed. Twenty-seven points of healing. Nice. Zabak is. Actually, totally used six charges from the staff. <laughs> How many charges are left on it? Damn. Four. Damn, dude. It did have ten charges. I remember. Yep. Zabak sticks out her hand for a hearty handshake. <sighs> hey, shake hands. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Okay to get into this. Hey, appreciate you. Swedish fish. Sucker for twist moves. Swedish fish. I really like the Swedish fish. And, uh, it'll gain six charges back the next day. Yeah, well, it's still pretty early morning. You guys still have more traveling to do. Correct. Uh, 
I'm just being prepared. <laughs> be prepared. Anyone else hurt? <coughs> no, I don't think anybody else is hurt. Esther stayed back and just, you know, did most of the work. Alright, so everyone gets 20 gold, including. Yeah. Um, Bolo. Bolo. Alright, um, so I leave it at that. Or whenever you get the gems appraised and everything? No, the 100 gold we got. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. there's five of us. And he helped. Yeah. Uh, the three gems that you found in there with the 100 gold, mm-hmm. mark that down as 150 gold each. Okay. Damn. And then, of course, you guys now have a magical golden arrow. What do? Can Esther and Celine and Mercer, like, and Bolo, like, all sit together and study this to collectively try, like, or somebody could just cast Detect Magic. Like, no one has Detect Magic. Oh, like, never mind. Never yeah, mind. I was gonna say, <laughs> bro, Detect Magic. My guy. <laughs> my dude. Even though a, uh, I'm pretty sure a 25 Arcana would, would know what this it's is. an arrow of giant slaying. Zabak calls dibs. Sure. Does Zabak have a bow? Crossbow? No, it's a bolt. It's not a bolt. It's an arrow. Then uh, Mercer says he'll take it. Does Mercer have a bow? It's not like I almost died. Mercer don't need a... Because he got catapulted. Zabak says, well, it's not like I almost died for this or anything. As long as it's it's between one to five pounds... Give me the cup. And it's a large, gold large golden arrow. Alright. She wants the, Zabak wants the gold cup. Okay, you have to mark it down because I'm taking it off my list. Cool. Because I was planning on selling that. And she manages to get it around her meaty wrist. <sighs> okay. <coughs> so if you guys are done, um, you head back out, and you're getting to early evening. Not like sun setting, but. It's getting to that point where in like the next hour or so it's going to start to set. Mm-hmm. And here we go one last time. Excuse me.
So it, you guys continue to travel, and now the sun is starting to set. You find another alcove. Inside this one, though, you discover a half-destroyed shrine carved by the hands of giants many thousands of years ago. The complex once jutted out considerably from the spur, but these por those portions have fallen away. All the remains are cracked columns that lead to the ruins of a marble-tiled chamber that fills a 30-foot by 30-foot space in the rock wall. On one side of the chamber is a massive statue of a storm giant carved into the stone. The statue wears armor and holds a great oar before it. All else in the room is but rubble in a wide puddle of water. Oh, neat. Okay. Worn giant runes decorate the statue, recording religious beliefs of the Spurs' creators. The statue represents Skajakaya, a mighty storm giant mariner who ascended to the astral plane in life and became the demigod of tides and safe voyage under Skur, god of the seas. You're welcome. Uh, if anybody wants to, uh, you are entitled to an intelligence religion check. Okay. Mercer, nothing. Celine. Feet a 10. Oh, no. Did he have a, uh, you said religion? Yep. Oh, hey. Zabak and Esther both make it. That's surprising. Good rolls when I don't need them. Mercer gets it. Okay, so and Celine does too. Making that religion check, uh, you guys are able to realize that the Oarsman is the modern day incarnation of this god of giants. Uh, back looks at her, you know, bladed <sighs> oar and back at the giant. Ah! I reckon one of his followers made my fancy battle axe, now didn't they? Some of the lesser carvings also show similar images of some sort of a statue and pictures of people coming up and looks like they're leaving stuff at the statue. Offerings. Hmm. Hmm. Mercer tries something. Okay. He walks over there. Okay and offers up one of the rubies. Okay, give me just a moment. Grant, this is where Mercer should have taken Nate and afterwards. <laughs> Run away. Right. Mitchie. Mitchie. Can't touch this stunt. No, no, no. Alrighty. Um. So, Mercer sets you. You set the Offer, ruby down. Yeah. The ruby disappears, and the old runes flare to life. The glow immediately juts out and goes straight into Mercer. Uh, what? He is—he now has a strength 
score of 21 for one hour. Nice. I got excited. I thought, ooh, permanently increase the strength score? Hell yeah, that's just something to make a sacrifice. No. It was temporary. She ain't about that. Are they still like the wrong sizes or has it been long enough? Nope, not 12 hours yet. Not quite 12 hours. Uh, Almost, but not quite. More or less, he was he, uh, he was thinking, well, worst case scenario, offer it up so that way he can sleep there for that mm-hmm. heat. Um, is anybody else doing anything? No. Okay, I need perception checks then. What if I don't want it? Mercer. Nope. Celine, nope. Ooh, Esther, or er, Zabak notices nothing, but perhaps Esther notices something with a 15. Yep. Um, Esther, as well as Bolo, turn and look over at the puddle of water mm. while this whole thing is happening to Mercer and Bolo's just like uh, uh, um, as you see the hey water the puddle of water start to form into some weird sort of shape uh, guys. that starts to jut two arms out guys kind of a head lads, lasses, we've got a problem guys, guys, guys water person bad news Uh, can Esther get an attack of opportunity because she's noticed this? Um, yeah, Esther and Bolo can each have one free action. I need my little bowl again, please. No, you don't. Bowl of, uh... So, Mercer is going to be right here. Thank you. We're going to use that. For now, magic missile that can go back in there. Actually, no, breath attack. Okay, so Mercer's obviously at the statue because he laid down the ruby. Mm-hmm. Um, where is everybody else at? Uh, will be at the front, like the front of the room. Up here by Mercer. No, no, like, or sorry, front, like the entrance. Like here at the door? Yeah, she hung out back there. Bolo here. Where's Esther and Zabak gonna be? Mm. Esther's standing by Bolo. Zabak will be. like, diagonal between Mercer <clears throat> and Celine. So, like, right here? Yeah, like, she's... right there. That's fine, because she's kind of. That's really confusing how the turtle, being the closest one, noticed that. Uh, she had her back turned. Where's the door in the room? Have the right back... here? Yeah, have the back face the door then. Yeah, she should be looking at the door, not the puddle. Because she just assumed it was a puddle. <coughs> So, I need this. So, 
because the back is facing this way. Alright, so Esther gets one action, and then it'll be initiative. Uh, lightning breath. Okay. Make a dex saving throw. Misses. Well, I should still take half damage. Oh, yeah. So 1d6 instead of 2. Max damage, max damage. Not max damage. 4. Wait, why? What, what, do you, what do you roll for your. Okay, he's got to make a dex throw and it's 2d6 right. of damage. Right, so you still roll the 2d6 and then divide it in 2. Okay. Seven. So it'd be six, so it's knocked down to three. Map cube. That's how that works. That's some... I rolled half the dice, so... Uh, you roll the full dice and then split it in half. I don't like that. That's a stupid roll. Me. Sticking with magic missile. And now we're in initiative. Dexterity? Uh, 11. Okay. Uh, what did Mercer get? 8. Uh, Zabak? Zabak got a 16. What is Zabak? No, never mind. Um, and what did Esther get? 5. Okay. So, Selene's so gonna go first, followed by Bolo. Uh, then the back, then the weird water creature, then Mercer, and following up the end will be Esther. So, Celine, wisdom saving throw. Seventeen. Okay, so it's gonna take half damage. Is Mercer wielding the the nope. crystal? It's in his bag. What, he's not gonna whip it out? No. Dang. Uh, 15 takes 7. Of course, you know, I finally roll really good damage. Takes 7? Yep. Stay where she's at. All right. Uh, Bolo's turn. He uh, goes to. No, he already did that. He can't do that again. Uh, he. Hmm. something that I need to look up. 
up here real quick. So he pulls his wrench out, points it straight at the creature, and you see this weird uh, greenish energy lash out from his wrench towards the creature. Saving throw. Pretty sure it's gonna fail. Yep, it fails. Ooh, ooh, almost max damage, my goodness. So he hits, does almost max damage as he casts Ray of Sickness at this thing. So, 15. And then it failed its con saving throw. So, he becomes poisoned until the end of the next turn. Uh-huh. And I don't exactly remember what poisoned it does. And, uh, docs, you lose hit points. I'll tell you here in a second. Okay. How do I do that? Right. Poison status. Uh, poison creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Okay, so that's what this thing has until. I was thinking of acid. Until the end of Bolo's next turn, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. And Bolo. up here to Mercer and kind of, I got something attacking us. Turns around. And it's Zabak's turn. Hmm. Get up there and smash it with your oar. Rage! Grabs her oar, recklessly attacks. Well, the first one is a 17. Plus... So that's going to be 23 to hit. That's definitely a hit. Okay. So, my d12 is... Wait. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Just kind of look at James out of the corner of my eye like, what? <laughs> oh, man, you fucking kidding me! 
eight points. Oh, am I in the puddle? You gotta be halfway submerged. Yeah. Oh, never so. mind. Eight points of damage. I just wallop him. Anything else? That's it. Alright. It's turn. And since uh, Zabak is right there, mm -hmm. it attempts to hit Zabak. 19. Hold on. Does it look like it's gonna hit? Don't, don't tell me if it does or not, but does it look like it's gonna be close? Total whiff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, you see part of the water come flying out like a giant arm, and it just completely misses Zabak altogether. Like Zabak tucked her head into her shell real quick. Nope. <laughs> hey, you want to try that one again? And it's Mercer's turn. Okay, so da, 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 Mercer, Mercer, Mercer. Let's double check here. Okay, right, so he is going to do Tasha's cat or caustic brew, and so he's staying there just, just blasting this thing with acid. Okay. So, uh, back to my spell list real quick, real quick. They need to make a dexterity saving throw. That was not. There we go. Nineteen. Okay, yep. So, this turn, nothing happens. First time I threw, I went to roll the dice, I just threw it, and it didn't roll or anything. It just hit the other side and spun him. No. That's fine. No, that's not a roll. Right, does he do anything else? Uh, no, at this moment, he's not. Alright, Esther. How many magic missiles do you have left? Minimum damage. Well, I two of them were from my cloak, so they don't count. Okay, how many do you have left on the robe? That, that's what I just said, two. How many do you have left? Two. Oh, okay. Uh, minimum damage, six. Right. Pew, pew, pew. You guys are like halfway nickel and diming this thing. Motherfucker. Alright, is that all you're doing? Yep. Celine. Are these the right there with some saving <laughs> Turtles can breathe out of their buttholes. It's a 10. Nope. Can turtles? It takes no. three points psychic <laughs> damage and has disadvantage on its next attack Very roll. And it takes how many that. points of damage? Three points. As I viciously mockery it. Uh, you're just an overgrown so koi pond. You look like a cesspool. Ha ha. <laughs> U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Yeah, you ugly. Alright, so it's Bolo's turn. 
he um just going to try to firebolt it. It's going to be interesting to see, but he doesn't have much of anything else, and he's certainly not going to try to grab the thing. Hell no. Can't grab it. That is how shock and grasp works, right? You have to actually touch it. Touch uh -huh. it. Yeah. Reach out and touch. Reach out and touch fate. Depeche mode, not that crappy cover. 14. Yep. He hits. Take fire. Shoot. Okay. Mm, do you need to maybe retcon that? No, because that was my mistake. He tries and it just sizzles out. No, it, it takes. It's resistant to fire, so it takes a little bit of damage. Oh. He steam a little bit. Hey, where's Sess? Did you Sess... guys left him on the ship. Oh, well, that's right. Okay. I was about to ask. I thought did, did we leave him safe on the ship? Yep. We don't want to leave our sweet little sis. Yep. Alright, so that was Bolo's turn. It's Zabak's turn. Alright. Recklessly attacking! Again. Uh, any damage I take is going to be reduced because I am raging. Ooh, yeah, buddy. That's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, same hit again. 17 by itself without mods. That yeah, that's a <laughs> Come on, buddy. Ooh, almost max damage. I'm talking about 17 points. You kill it. Sweet. The axe swings through and it just <laughs> and the splash of water. Um, James, give me evens or odds. Odds. 40. Okay, so the splash of water doesn't spatter all over you and Bolo. But the splash of water just flies out from the axe hitting it. It's almost like Zabak, instead of hitting with the clean side of the axe. The flat. Hit with the flat side. But the magic from the axe just shocks through this thing and I just, I stop my spell. Nice. Alright. Because I'm still spewing acid. And, uh, yeah. Nice. Victory! Victory! Hmm. Yep. So you guys kill off the, uh, the water weird. The what? Yeah. It was a water weird yeah. that you guys were fighting. Okay. And Bolo kind of looks over at Mercer and he goes, so, uh, what did that statue do to you, anyway? Mm, well, I feel like it uh, imbued my strength as I kind of, like, pick him up for a second. And nice! I set him back Put down. me down! As he kicks yeah. you in your shins. I punt him. <laughs> Esther, Esther falls over cackling. Ah. <laughs> Out of reaction, I just, boom! See, I'm almost, given how strong you are, I'm actually going to say roll to... See, that's... Yeah, you kill this man. Remember, you got a strength uh, uh, oh. 21 right now. Yeah. Did you just kill that man? No. Uh, 
13 hit him? No! I you, miss him. You hit his half-plate armor and she just... Bow, 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 bow. I follow chuckles. I Esther. rolled really low. Esther <laughs> laughs. Yeah, I don't care how tall you got, or how strong you got. Don't try that again. Esther points and laughs. I don't deal with that. My normal size. You don't get to do it just because you're bigger. And just See, as he says that, this karma the right effects there. fall off, and you guys go back to your normal sizes. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so you see Mercer and Bolo just kind of go, whoop, and Bolo goes. Now that's more like And then I kick him in the shit and run away. You bastard. <laughs> Mercer. Shit. You little shit. <laughs> Got the little part right. Mr. Cackles in. Uh, so you guys turn in for the night then? Yes. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.